0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. As usual, let's just take a minute, relax, let your focus just return to The presence of the Lord, he's right there. He never goes anywhere. Who you truly are, your spirit is in him all the time. Your spirit and God, who truly is spirit, and your spirit and God's spirit are joined, are one, they are constantly communicating. So, our problem is not spirit. It's soul and body, but mostly soul. Because our soul, because of our, you know, how we were born into this world, separated from our spirit, that's how we're separated from God. It's because we're separated from our own spirit. So, we had to rely on our soul. So, your soul has created its own self-kingdom. So in a sense, we could say your soul and yourself are two different things, but the self is built on top of your soul. Your soul is unique. Your mind, will, and emotions, God gave you the gift of your soul, and it's spe- he picked it out specifically for you. And it fits your spirit, were created originally by God to be a single unit, spirit, soul, and body. But for his purpose, he removed spirit from Adam and Eve. So they were left with their soul and their body. And then everyone born after them were born dead in their spirit. There was a place for spirit, but no living spirit. Not until Jesus came and made it possible to have our spirit re-poured into the spirit hole. So your spirit has been renewed, revived reborn in you but you had this have the same soul today as you did before you were born again now sometimes he makes those big changes in your soul but a lot of times our purpose here on this earth is tied into god restoring our soul to our spirit that's his purpose for you, is that you be one, spirit, soul and body, one in him. It's not about accomplishing something or being a good ambassador for Christ or ministry or supporting ministries, or it's you. You are God's purpose. Now he's so big. He can say that about all of us, that for each one of us, his purpose is you and you and you and me and each one of us. And he spends all his time arranging the circumstances in our lives that will accomplish that soul restoration. Now, This is not a self-restoration. It's not about uh, self-control, self-reliance, self-image. This is about soul restoration. We could say our self is a reflection of certain strengths and weaknesses of our soul. It's It's not like a clone or a perfect image. There's a lot of defects, and misinterpretations of ourself. This is one of our challenges when we try to evaluate how we're doing. Is because we so often rely on how our self is doing. You know, odds are you've got issues, we all do, that you've struggled with that have, you just can't seem to get over. You can't seem to solve this problem. Maybe, you know, let's say anger. You just can't get over that. That's not your soul. That's yourself. Yourself is a, an outgrowth of aspects in your soul. Now, you, over time, and sometimes inherited, your soul has been wounded. Your soul believes lies your soul has been tricked and rejected and is, doesn't have its needs met. It's God-given needs met. And that's on purpose. God met all your soul needs right now. You wouldn't need him. So he lets us fail. He lets us feel that pain of being wounded he lets us experience the negative and one of the reasons you know we can so often point at all the negative things that we are struggling with it's because we are we do tend towards the negative we usually don't get upset about victories we get frustrated with losses with failures. And that's part of the makeup, the nature of our soul, is we tend to see the negative. We see the negative about ourselves, about about our soul, about our body, about our God, spirit, others, our circumstance. Now, fortunately, God and our spirit, they're not going, they're not believing that negative. They see the truth. They experience the truth about what your soul is. Because they see your soul already rejoined to your spirit. This is one of the the reasons that if you ever feel condemned by God probably not true because god doesn't experience you as you are now you're you're exactly where he wants you to be you're on the path you know and so we all we all want everything to be easy we don't want to feel any pain we want things to be you know taken care of uh you know we get used to tv shows being you know having all the problems solved by the end of the show or the end of the series, or the end of the movie. And life's not like that. And it's not like that for a reason. So we've talked about there's two different things going on, two different sides of the same coin. And the coin is your soul. And on the one side, God wants you to learn how to live as a spirit with a soul that lives in a body. In other words, he wants you to be comfortable and at home exercising power and authority over the solical realm, which is in within the supernatural realm. That's what's going on one side. On the other side, God himself is restoring your soul to your spirit. He's doing that. So often we ignore our side of the coin and try to help God with his side of the coin. And so very often, not much gets accomplished on our side of the coin. God is going to work on his side of the coin. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's right on track. He is, he is in the process right now of restoring your soul renewing your mind, healing your emotions. He's doing that right now. And again, we get so focused on our need for restoration, our need for healing, that we don't go at the same time there are things that we should be working on. We should be learning how to live and move and have our being as a soul that has power and authority in the soul realm. So how do we do that? And we've talked about starting with, and there's a lot of mindset change that needs to happen. And we start with the concept that God himself is teaching you. God himself is teaching Me. God himself is teaching each and every one of us. And there's going to be times when there's going to be a consistency of what God is saying to a group or, you know, a a large number of people. There's going to be other times when he gives specific ideas to specific people, maybe one person on earth that he'll give a, an insight a revelation to a piece of spirit a piece of understanding of the soul he can do whatever he wants he's the god so we our challenge is to be open and flexible and one of the things is to learn how to test what we're hearing what we're observing what we are challenged to do and to be, and this, this is part of the extension of spending time with him, spending time with God. Does, is what we're being taught, is what we're thinking, is what we're wanting to, the direction we want to go into, does that line up with God's
1: character?
0: God wants the best for you. Uh, just let's say use an example. Let's say, you know, you've been offered a really great job and you're going to be making twice as much, but you're going to have to move across the country and lose all your friends and take your kids out of school, etc., etc. So you go, okay, God, you know, clearly this is you leading because I'm going to be making twice as much money. So we go, now, wait a minute is that in aligning up with God's character? Is that one of the ways he measures the restoration of your soul, that you get more money, that you make more money? No, because money is part of, well, there are a lot of reasons. We won't go into any details because that might cut out some other options that God may be speaking to you. But the whole point being that, our understanding is going to. Our understanding is so much in our self that your self is going to lie to you, to your soul, to tell you what you want to hear. So, if you know, one of the reason God's put, God puts people with other people is so that you can have somebody to go, okay. Am I, just doing, am I just doing this because I want to? And there's nothing more valuable than somebody saying, I think you need to reconsider this. So when we look at, and that's all just, again, part of the process. We are all on a path. The path is, you know, we don't think of the path as, okay, it started when I was born. It starts from right now, this moment. My future starts right now. It didn't start last week. My future starts right now. So we think of our path as going forward. But your path is every day of your life. And it's brought you to this moment in time. So wherever you are, you don't need to be making up for past mistakes past misunderstandings. You know, we've all made mistakes. We all have regrets and grief and things. Man, I wish I could go back and and do... If I knew then what I know now, you know, how many different things, changes would we make? And yet, this is exactly where God wants you. For whatever reason. So when we look at our side of the coin, what are we supposed to be doing? What not... Not out of duty, but out of opportunity. What things do we get to be doing? What things are we privileged to be learning how to do? You and I have the opportunity to learn to live as a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body here on this earth. I think one of the you know and again this goes back to referring to spiritual gifts and both of those words are misleading they're not spiritual and they're not gifts and i think one of the that's part of our challenge is because it's so ingrained in each one of us that we think it's it's you know it's god it's made of god stuff the gifts are made of god stuff they're special. They're, uh, they, they're a gift of God. They're, you know, a magic wand is bounced on our head and we all of a sudden have the ability to do miracles. When in truth, these gifts are not gifts as far as here, you know, here's a package to open on Christmas or on your birthday. But they are abilities that came with your big gift, which is your soul. Your soul is not who you are. Your soul is God's gift to your spirit to work out what God has placed within you, to learn how to live and move and have your being as a spirit being. We all start from scratch when we come here onto this earth. Ever since Adam and Eve, we've, we start from scratch. And we learn, just as you know, we look at the pattern of our physical body, you had to learn how to reach and grab and walk and feed yourself and tie your shoes and ride a bike and uh, on and on and on. And we accepted that as part of human development. Well, likewise, there is solical development. And when we start seeing that your soul is not static, my soul is not just, okay, it's a, you know, flat surface and God's going to do something with it. You know, God's just, here's my body, do something with it. Or, you know, the, the old saying, God, your body is God's gift to you and what you do with it is your gift to God. Well, that's, you know that's just a platitude. That's just a saying, a meme, because everything's God's already, and you're God's, and you're in God. You know, uh, there's like, um, like, like finances a lot. Of, you know about being a good steward. You and I are not stewards. We're sons. You and I, it's your money. It's your cattle on a thousand hills. It's your responsibility. It's not about special people. That's the other part of calling them spiritual gifts that God has has special honeys. You know, you're special to me. You know that, and yet we say he's a, he's not a respecter of persons. Can't have it both ways. No, he gives. Each, the same opportunity, the same ability, the same soul. And the verses and scriptures that we refer to about the the spiritual gifts, we study the scriptures, we study the list, we study how other people in that scripture have used these abilities, these gifts, we we try to understand it we try to figure it out so we can understand so we can do it so we can get god to move so we can get god to motiv- uh, you know activate the gifts within us rather than accepting these things are all inside and the scriptures may or may not be helpful in your situation. How somebody, let's just take, you know, the gift of miracles. How God wants you to function your miracle ability, how he wants you to operate in miracles may be totally different than how he wants me to how you, you know, we have that example of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. We look for cues. We look for clues. We look for, you know, do we need to use Latin? Do we need to use Aramaic? Do we need to stand a certain way? Use anointing oil. You know, we need to do we need to make sure the person was dead so much so much time? Do we need to have family members around? We look for clues. We look for a list. We look for a a process. And yet, the process is going to be different. There's nothing magic, spirit and supernatural and spiritual is not magic, where you have an incantation. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not magic. As far as without the Spirit of God, there are ways we can, because regardless, no matter what, whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian, whether you've been born again or not, you have, every single one of us, living on this earth, on this planet, now, all have those supernatural abilities in our soul. We all have them. And they can be activated and they can be used. And this is where we, you know, run into the whole idea of being afraid, of fear, of using them, without god's permission without his you know support or covering or protection and then we're going to get you know um involved in the demonic or we're going to get deceived or we're going to there's going to be a penalty we're going to somebody's going to get hurt or we're not we're going to step outside god's will and we're going to get punished or somebody we love is going to get hurt well you know there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking those questions. And that's that's the glory of this. We can be real and objective with God. Do don't you think God knows you you have those concerns, those questions? Do you think he doesn't care? He you have those questions and concerns because he wants you to have those questions and concerns. He stirred up those questions because he wants to talk to you about them. Now, sometimes he doesn't want to answer them. Sometimes he's just using those things to get your attention. So what do we do in those circumstances? We give him our attention. So it's not about getting an answer. It's not even about learning. It's not, the goal is not about getting your abilities activated. You know, about, let's say there's nine, you know, and let's say, uh, you know, Jesus had all the gifts operating in his soul. And he did from the his very arrival here on this earth. He still had to learn how to use them, but they were all fully active because he was also spirit. His soul was completely one with spirit, with his spirit. He was, he was never separated. You and I have a totally different experience. We're in the process. God, for Jesus here on this earth, there was no process. He was born the Son of God. He was born spirit. So for you and I, we're experiencing things that he didn't. So there's only one son of God, one, you know, born God in the flesh. But you and I, our purpose, just as much as, you know, think about Jesus, his relationship with his father. It was personal. He wasn't out thinking, okay, I'm going to um, try to accomplish something for my father. It was like, no. I am in my Father, and this is what we're doing. You know, what do you say to Peter? Have you been so long with me that you don't recognize me? That you don't recognize the Father? They were one. They are one. But our spirit is part of that. We we have just you know what do you say? You know, let let us have eyes to see and ears to hear. Let us be able to receive what He gives us unconditionally. Now, does that mean we just oh, accept everything? Well, in a sense, yes, loosely. You know, if somebody gives you a $100 bill, you go, okay, I wonder, is this counterfeit? And you go, okay, I'm going to go check. You don't make a big deal out of it. Oh, that, you know, you're a blasphemer. You know, this is, you know, I need to call the police on you. No, this is a counterfeit. Now, you may need to call the police if it's a counterfeit, but the whole point being is we don't have to be afraid of accepting the situation we're in. When we look at the position we're in, and sometimes our situations can be really, really bad, really uncomfortable. But we remember that God created the knowledge of, the tree of knowledge of good and evil and that he uses the right hand and the left hand, both, both the good and the bad, the light and the dark, the sun and the rain. He uses every circumstance in our life to form and restore our soul to our spirit, to form the finished product that he knows what you're going to look like and your spirit. Your spirit knows what the end result is going to be. And your spirit has said, oh, that's great. I'm excited about that. Let's do that. But our soul is separated from that. And we so often function as that self, that shadow, that image of the reality of what our soul is. So we have cut ourselves off from the challenges of our soul. And again, a lot of that, you know, we have three enemies, the world system, our own self, and we do have a literal enemy, the devil and his little bunch of cronies. He's there for a reason. The devil and his buddies are there for you you know we're, we're to be overcomers well what are we overcoming we're overcoming our enemies the world ourself which is also called the flesh and the devil and his little buddies so we don't want to get caught up in the you know one of, one of our challenges is the idea that if we're in the middle of God's will nothing bad will ever happen you know, that, that we judge the future by our past. You know, nothing bad has ever happened to me. I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. And, and God will protect me. I'm in God's will. And then when something different happens, you know, we lose a job or we're in a car accident, we go, okay, what did I do wrong? And the more time we can just spend with God and be with him and be taught by him. And one of the little tricks I learned a long time ago, just for for a mental approach, and, and take time if you can. We've talked before about different homeworks. But be thinking about whatever gift or ability that you want to learn, how would you teach it to someone else? Now you're different. You're going to learn different. You're going to teach it different. But this puts you, makes you available to hear your spirit that knows what will work for you. Get out a notepad. How would I teach somebody how to raise the dead? Come up with five steps. How would you teach somebody to speak in tongues? To do miracles? to heal themselves and see where you go with that. Because, again, it's going to be different for you than it is for somebody else. But we're all in this together because we're all learning how our soul works. And we all have the same kind of soul, mind, will, and emotions, broadly speaking. And yet the soul God gave you is exactly the soul he wants you to have. So thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions, feel free to drop me a line at diane at Otherwise, we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.